Welcome to Real Tech Hours, the podcast where we talk about tech during real tech hours. Today we're going to talk a lot about Elon Musk and Tesla. Then we will talk about Google launching Feature Drop and Apple's future plans for selling phones. Finally, we will cover Motorola's latest devices, Qualcomm's 2025 G Push, and Dr. Disrespect's coming TV series. As always, if you have a question, comment, topic you want to see discussed, or you just want to reach out, send an email to realtechhourspodcast at gmail.com. That is realtechhourspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at realtechhours. Stay up to date with the podcast. So let's start today with Real Elon Hours. Elon Musk has won the lawsuit pinning against him from Vernon Unsworth, one of the cave divers who helped rescue the boys' soccer team in Thailand. If you don't know what I'm talking about, any exchange on Twitter, Unsworth claims. So back when the boys' soccer team was stuck in the caves in Thailand after they were cave diving and the water rose to a level where they couldn't get out safely by themselves, some teams came together and tried to go in and save them. There were some divers. Elon Musk made a submarine that tried to fit down there. And um, then in an exchange on Twitter, Unsworth claimed that Musk was wasting his time making the submarine and that it would never work. That it was a big PR stunt, all this other stuff. Musk replied the submarine would work, ending it with, sorry, pedo guy, really did ask for it. The jury found the tweet was not worth $190 million in damages and ended up siding with Elon Musk. Uh, it's really strange. The whole situation was kind of interesting, and, um, you know, if you want to make a decision on it, you should go and, and really read into it a lot. It, it's, you know, it's pedo, calling somebody a pedo guy is certainly an interesting move, but Musk claims that it, it's got a different meaning in this context because he, because uh, of his being raised in Africa, apparently that, I believe it was South Africa, or somewhere, somewhere along the southern area of that continent, that it had a different meaning or connotation along with it, or, or something like that. I, I don't know. The whole thing was kind of strange, and and the lawsuit was was kind of. It is what it is. It is what it is. Anyways, let's keep it moving. The Cyber Quad, the ATV that was unveiled during the Cyber Event, will be released around the same time as the Cybertruck. Musk was also spotted driving the Cybertruck in L.A. over the weekend. He was seen driving the vehicle to a restaurant in Malibu, California. This is the third time the vehicle has been spotted in the wild since its unveiling, and it seems to be having an effect. Many of the opinions on the truck have been improving as time goes on, and the Cybertruck is seen more often. One notable takeaway from the spotting is that Musk did hit a small sign when leaving the establishment. First, when I read the article, it was like Musk hits traffic pylon as he's exiting the thing i'm thinking he's hitting one of these big concrete filled super bright pillars and he like you know wrecked the car he knocked over some small little plastic sign just kind of like barely tapping it and honestly from the video it's kind of understandable because he doesn't really have a lot of you know it's not a final production version of the car yet they're still testing it this is like a little test drive kind of thing and it doesn't have side view mirrors, it doesn't have a rear view mirror, and, you know, he was leaving an area, and it's kind of, like, there, and that the truck is kind of wide, um, and we can, obviously, you know, it's still difficult to, to drive a, a in-product, a in-test vehicle. Anyways, uh, people are making a bigger deal about it than it actually was. So now for some more general Tesla news. Customers who purchased a Tesla after July 1st of last year were told they would eventually need to pay for data access to be used with their cars. The charge will be $10 per month starting if they choose after the end of the final trial of premium connectivity. 
Tesla also released an update to Autopilot, which introduced some new features that could point towards full self-driving being just around the corner. Included in the update is the ability for Autopilot to adjust speed based on vehicles in adjacent lanes, automatic lane change improvements, and the ability to warn the driver if the car believes they're about to run a stop sign or red light. So for the premium connectivity thing, um, you know, Teslas, they obviously have like that in in-car console you can stream like videos to it if you're stopped you can watch netflix youtube that kind of thing you can um, listen to spotify straight through it but you obviously you need a data connection for that and up to this point it's been free and now the people who purchased it after july 1st of last year were told hey eventually it's not going to be free supposedly it was supposed to come at the end of last year well now here we are at the end of this year and it's finally starting to roll around they're going to say here's your final 30 days after this if you want it it's $10. You'll still be able to use these features if you connect your phone to it, but obviously you'll be burning through Bluetooth hotspot. And then in terms of autopilot updates, this is kind of interesting. I think it's pointing towards full self-driving being soon, which I am like, please just hold out like another year or two. I want to buy a Tesla before they shoot up till $300,000 in price. Um, but yeah, it, it's, you know, Elon Musk said full self-driving by the end of this year. Is it going to happen? No, obviously it's an Elon timeline that's really, really, really aggressive in terms of general timelines. It's most likely going to happen, my guess would be the end of next year uh, is when they'll get like a full, like, uh, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 2021. End of 2021 is when they'll have a full self-driving suite fully pushed out. It'll be fully tested and, and have, uh, it'll be feature complete and, and all those kinds of good things. So we've still got a ways to go for that one. Still got, still got a little bit, two years, give it two years. Um, but still, that's going to be pretty impressive. I'm excited for that. So, next up, Tesla has been approved to receive EV incentives for sales of vehicles produced in China. This is a major step forward and could signal the beginning of sales from the new plant. So, obviously, you know, they have Gigafactory 3 over in China. They've been working towards um, getting it up and going. It's already going. They've been producing vehicles, and now the vehicles are just sitting on the lots waiting for the approval from the Chinese government to begin selling them. Um, getting on the EV incentives list is clear signs that they're moving steps forward and that should be happening soon. I was honestly hoping this would happen a little earlier so that they could get some of these cars sold and, and gone by the end of this year to kind of, you know, bolster their numbers a little bit in terms of um, weekly production and, and just sales in general, hopefully trying to hit that 100,000 um, cars per quarter. That'd be, that'd be kind of dope. Um, obviously, they still have time. They still got a couple days. They still got some days the 10th. Uh, they've got till the 31st to blast through some cars, so we'll see what they do. A researcher stated recently that the batteries made for electric cars require the same amount of water to produce as does 30 cups of coffee. This is another example of the reduction, reduced environmental impact that these vehicles have, not only during production, but over the life of the vehicle as well. And for final Tesla news, Tesla filed a patent for glass cleaning lasers. The system would use cameras to detect debris and then clear it with lasers. The main area of focus is that it could be applied to cleaning sensors on the vehicles, with sensors being a main component of the vehicle's ability to drive itself. Keeping them clear and in working condition is essential. Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, these cars are green and they're from the future. <laughs> like, God bless using lasers to clear off your windshield and, and sensors. That just sounds crazy. Now, next up, we've got some news from Google. So first up, 
pretty interesting swap up over at Alphabet. Larry Page and Sergey Brin are stepping down from CEO and president positions, respectively, in Alphabet. Sundar Pichai will be taking over the role of CEO while also remaining CEO of Google. The two will remain on the board of Alphabet and will still remain influential figures within the company. Kind of an interesting move here, moving some more power towards a a more f centralized figurehead. I'm I don't know. I, I'm been racking my brain trying to figure out what's going on here and trying to think of you know what are the bigger implications. But I haven't come up with anything yet. So you know if you if you got something on this. You think something interesting? You got a good idea? Shoot it to me. You know, tweet at me at Real Tech Hours or send me an email, Real Tech Hours Podcast at gmail.com. Kind of interested to you know, figure out what's going on behind the scenes for this one. Next is Google Assistant is now available on the Stadia controller. Kind of. You can now use the feature when on a TV using a Chromecast and on the home screen of Stadia. Not yet in any actual game. So if you're on the home screen of Stadia on a TV that's being streamed to the Chromecast, you can activate the Google Assistant button and ask questions. Um, did I try it? Yes, I don't even remember what I tried it with, though. I just like kind of quickly tapped it, saw that it came up, and I probably backed away from it. But, um, yeah, you know, Stadia has been getting better. Stadia's been getting better, I have to say. I think I talked about it last time in the podcast. I was playing it, or, or maybe I didn't, but I was playing it just the other day, and no more freezes. I wasn't having any more really weird freezes. My controller was no longer disconnecting. I played for just about an hour, and um, yeah, I was feeling it. I was only get I only had like two big lag spikes, and they weren't even that bad compared to launch. So it's it's really getting there, and it's really getting better. Uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, let's move on to some other Google topics. So first up is Google did their first feature drop. This is actually, I'm kind of actually pretty excited about this. They released some new updates to Pixel devices. This will be a monthly occurrence with the devices. And the first ones, the first one brings some interesting features. So I actually got this just yesterday. Um, whether I got it before that or not, you know, with the December patch or whatever, uh, I didn't even check. I didn't even think to check. But Basically, Feature Drop is going to be a monthly uh, event where they're going to release new features onto the Pixel devices, and this is one of the one. This is one of the things I love about buying the Pixels because I, you know, my main reason for buying the Pixel was that this is where I see the forefront of the smartphone um, software market being. This is where all the updates are going to be. This is where everything is going to happen first. You know, Apple does their own thing. Apple's got iOS. It is what it is. They're not dropping features like Google is. At least as far as I've seen. They could be. I haven't seen them. I, you know, they, if they're dropping some features, let me know. But I haven't seen anything drop like Google drops features. And here we have our first set. So, automatic call screening on the Pixel 4. Obviously, they have call screening prior to this that launched with the Pixel 3, where you know if you don't recognize the number, you hit screen call, Google picks up for you. Well, now on the Pixel 4, it'll start on the Pixel 4 sometime. Most of the time, they do, you know, drip down towards the rest of the phones. But now it'll start automatically screening unknown numbers, and it will silently screen suspected spam or robocalls. So that's actually kind of dope. Um, and then if it needs your attention, it'll pop up on the screen with a little card saying, hey, this number's calling, and this person said this, you know, give you a quick little snapshot of, what, of who's trying to call you. Uh, the next one is Google Duo received a few updates, such as auto-framing and background blur. Um, they also added a feature to blur portraits after you take them using a new feature in the Photos app. Kind of dope. Um, the Pixel devices should see better memory management. Pretty big complaint that started back in the Pixel 3. 
And the Google Recorder app is now compatible with older Pixel devices. This is actually kind of dope. I knew that this was coming. I saw this a couple weeks back. I tried to download it myself. Could never find it. Or sorry, no, I didn't see a couple weeks back. I saw it back on the um, December 5th patch that it was available to be sideloaded. And I tried to find it on the Google Play Store. Couldn't find it. Then just now, the other day, literally yesterday, it asked me, you want to install the Google Recorder app? Boom, I hit that install button, and that's a wrap. I uh, haven't used it yet. I'm excited to give it a test, though. Um, but yeah, as I said, you know, I'm really excited for this feature drop. I I wait every single month for the fifth of the month. Um, I was I was really camping them out back when I first got the phone, and now you know now now the fifth just kind of floats around my head. Uh, for the fifth of the sixth, I think about it. I look through the app store, try to find that update, and now boom, you know, because I'm I I love getting these new features. I love hitting these updates. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, so let's move on going to talk about Apple for a little bit. Apple is reportedly planning to make the 2021 iPhone a completely wireless experience and remove the lightning port. Ming-Chi Kuo, an analyst who has a great track record when it comes to Apple predictions, has stated that they plan to make this change to their higher-end devices in a move to boost sales. Apple has also recently released the details of the plan for iPhone purchasing financing using their Apple Card. The information now shows up in the Apple Pay app detailing the 24-month zero-interest plan um so yeah two little interesting tidbits 2021 iphone being completely wireless no lightning port on the upper end device wow um they're hopefully you know they get the the wireless charging down pat where it's super speedy and um i can see it happening i can see it happening it'll be kind of interesting to see where this one goes obviously this is uh, not next year's but the year after that so next year is supposedly supposed to have supposedly have going to drop USB-C. No more lightning port USB-C next year. Um, you know, kind of late to the game, but you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Now let's cover some miscellaneous topics for the week. We're going to wrap it up. Kind of a shorter podcast for today. You know, just still on the recovery end of, of this uh, sinus infection I got going on. Um, first up is Motorola, which announced their new one hyper this device will cost four hundred dollars and comes with a very interesting spec sheet uh, so it's going to have an all-screen design with a pop-up fa- front-facing camera the front-facing camera will be 32 megapixels um, it's going to have a 6.5 inch screen 45 watt usb-c charging 128 gigabyte storage 4 gigabytes of ram snapdragon 675 a 4000 milliamp milliamp hour battery a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack wow a two-camera setup on the back, a 64-megapixel main, and an 8-megapixel, 118-degree ultra-wide. Now, a lot of people have been comparing this to the OnePlus 7, the new OnePlus 7 devices. They're, they're, I believe it's the OnePlus 7T, I think, is the, the closest one. And that one's on sale right now for $150. So it's like 5 something but this one's 400 And it's got a pretty, pretty interesting-looking spec sheet. And it doesn't look too bad as a phone, either. Um, so this is definitely gonna be, you know, one of those ones to watch. It'll, it'll certainly make a, make a splash, certainly, um, pushing the boundaries in between, uh, mid-range and high-end devices, especially with some of these specs they got going on here. Um, speaking of Qualcomm, though, Qualcomm is making headlines after unveiling their plans for future processors for 2020. Let's start with the high-end and work down. Snapdragon 865 is obviously the, um, follow up to the 855 plus so it's going to have 5G built in 
camera improvements and gaming improvements. So what are some of the camera improvements? This is what they really focused on. So support for 8K videos, 200 megapixel photos, 960 frames per second slow motion shots, and support for video capture with Dolby Vision HDR. We've already seen some of this actually leak through Samsung and their camera app when they we talked about it a couple, um, like two or three podcasts back where they talked about um, their camera app breakdown and we saw 8K video being an, a, an available file size or an available file format coming later. Um, so it's kind of interesting, you know, Samsung already knew about this, already moving in the space. Interesting, interesting. So next up, Snapdragon 765, 5G on budget devices. That's right, they will be releasing some mid-range processors with 5G built into them. I am seeing this as the 2020 being the year of 5G. You know, we just had that big 5G rollout where they have like the the um, that lower band spectrum um, 5G service where it's nationwide. It is a little bit faster. MKBHD did a video on it. I'm going to throw it in the description actually now that I think about it. It's pretty good. Um, let me just write myself a note here. MKBHD 5. Yeah, he did a 5G video. He did one way back when, um, when the 5G was, you know, first initially announced in some of the cities, and he took the one of his 5G phones, went and tested it out, and you know, he got some pretty insane speeds. But he had to stand right next to the thing, and he had to, and there had to be no obstructions in between him and the tower, and all this kind of stuff. And so then he went out and tested this new 5G spectrum, and he actually did get a like pretty 20 or 25 percent bump in download speeds. It's kind of interesting. And finally, for Qualcomm, they have iPhone integration coming soon. He said that they are working with Apple in bringing 5G, 5G modems into iPhones. Kind of interesting. See where this goes. But yeah, big 5G push. They also announced some new laptop processors, um, similar to what they're doing over at Microsoft with the Surface Pro, with the Surface Pro X. And yeah, that that ought to be kind of interesting. Our final topic today, Dr. Disrespect has announced that he will be making a TV show with the production company founded by Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead. The series will focus on how the Doctor became the Doctor. Yeah, I just thought this was interesting. You know, we've been covering a lot of streamers recently, and now streamers are getting a TV show. Actually, one of my favorite ones, Dr. Disrespect. Um, but yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch it, maybe I won't. We'll see. And with that, we will finish up today's Real Tech Hours. It is a day late, and it is very short. I apologize for that, but it is here nonetheless, and um, just a quick little update, you know, we're working towards finishing this big project that I've been, that I've been hyping up for a little while now, and it's going to be certainly something interesting, hopefully I get some, you know, initial recordings going and, and make some trailers and whatnot so I can drop it for you guys, and, and we'll see what goes with that. Nonetheless... That is it for today. Today we talked a lot about Elon Musk and Tesla. Then we talked about Google launching Feature Drop and Apple's future plans for selling phones. Finally, we covered Motorola's latest device, Qualcomm's 2025G push, and Dr. Disrespect's coming TV series. As always, you can find the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find it on Anchor.fm, Breaker, Castbox, Radio Public, Overcast, and TuneIn. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Real Tech Hours and stay up to date with the latest podcast news and updates. If you have any questions, comments, or want to reach out, send an email to realtechhourspodcast at gmail.com. It could be topic recommendations, articles, questions, comments, just about anything. Send an email to realtechhourspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me during these Real Tech Hours, and I will catch you all next time. Peace.